I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 36 of the Dynasty Debates, coming at you hot off the press. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution. So, like Revolution, with my name, Evan Lucian, the humblest host, some say. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates, just like it says on the title. You can also drop an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com, if you have any questions or comments about the show. Hope you have been enjoying the big board process. We are helping you build your big board, two prospects at a time, with daily episodes during the week. We're talking wide receivers. We started yesterday. If you didn't catch that, go back. It's still there. Mike Bauer is the guest this week. He is awesome. He has a great show over at the Dynasty Rewind. Check it out on all of your normal platforms, including YouTube. Without further ado, let's talk more wide receivers. Something is wrong with you. I got a fever. Adam himself could not resist the temptation of rookie fever. We are here. We are still talking prospects. We are excited to do so. We've got some more amazing wide receivers to talk about. I am still here with Jack Bauer's long lost cousin-in-law, Mike Bauer from the, from the Dynasty Rewind. Great guys. Um, and spoiler alert, I'm having another one of the Rewind dudes on next week. We'll not say anything more. Built some anticipation. But guys, we are talking some more wide receivers. And again, guests first we're going to be talking a guy who has a very interesting backstory and could potentially very easily have been the first wide receiver off the board if it wasn't for a very unfortunate injury i've probably given it away already i'm talking about jameson williams he is officially going into the draft as an alabama crimson tide though he did spend his first couple years at the ohio state for those of you who prefer to say the i don't know why i still don't understand that but hey it is what it is um he's a junior 20 years old four-star recruit he comes in at six foot two 179 pounds with nine and a quarter inch hands now he did not participate in any, any combine drills due to the aforementioned injury which unfortunately was an acl and he suffered it in 2021 in the championship game i believe um but yes yeah, so sadly he tore his acl but in this day and age with the modern medicine that we have with him being an elite athlete i wouldn't worry long term about him coming back from that injury but it does knock his immediate draft stock heading into the nfl draft he was a track star in high school and he holds state records for the 300 meter hurdle which is not surprising when you see the guy play he's an absolute rocket he has a breakout age of 20.4 which is in the 50th percentile so again nothing to write home about but there might be reasons and there might be reasons to that he has a 20.7 percent college target share which is only the 54th percentile so again 
So far, we're not really hearing anything that makes us that excited, are we? But wait, there's more. And he was used as a kick returner. So again, the reason I highlight things like that, that just include that just increases the versatility at the next level. And maybe not so much for Jamison Williams or some of these really high-level prospects, but when you get a little bit further down the board, things like participating in special teams is really important to help guys actually get drafted or to help them see the NFL NFL field initially. Now Here's where it gets pretty interesting for Jamison Williams. So he spent two years at Ohio State, and in 10 games, he only had 15 receptions for 266 yards and three touchdowns, which is, you know, I would say pretty bad. I would say if he'd have stayed at Ohio State, we probably wouldn't even really be talking about him. He's going to probably be be a UDFA, um, and that's all she wrote. Interestingly enough, he bet on himself, went into the transfer portal, actually ended up at Alabama. So he goes to Alabama, and in 2021, in one season, he has 79 receptions for 1,572 yards, 19.9 yards per reception, and 15 touchdowns. He's a finalist for the Bolitnikoff Award, and he finished third on Alabama's single-season receiving yardage list, which... As I'm sure you're aware, if you know anything at all about college football, Alabama is a pretty prestigious program. So to finish third on that list is no mean feat. So it's certainly not hyperbole to say that he absolutely blew up last year, um, took the college football world by storm. But I want to hear from Mike here. What's his take on the film? What does the film say? And where are you at with Jameson Williams heading into rookie drafts? I do want to say for your European listeners that aren't here stateside, um, the way college football works is you are either an Alabama fan or you hate Alabama. That's that's just it. So I hate Alabama. Um, I don't like watching their film, but I have to do my due diligence. They do put out a, a lot of good prospects. I'll say that. He's a burner. And, and you know, betting on himself was fantastic going to Alabama. You know, Nick Saban, or as uh, he's called here, Nick Satan, uh, he coaches these guys up good. Bill O'Brien, former Penn State head coach, former Houston, Texas head coach, uh, was their offensive coordinator last year. Fantastic breakaway speed, uh, very nimble. He gets open with ease, just it's fantastic. Routes are really crisp, fantastic route tree. You know, he doesn't just run the same route over and over again, which was a big knock on DK Metcalf when he came out. He plays inside, he plays outside. Hands are great. Um, really, the only knock I have on Jamison Williams is his contested catch isn't great, and he's not the most physical receiver. Uh, another guy that needs to grow into his body a little bit more, put on some more weight. That being said, that just wasn't asked of him very often. He wasn't asked to do these things. Uh, but he's explosive. Run blocking is eh, it's okay. Again, not really asked to do it a lot. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, for example, when I was watching Brees Hall the other day, I'm trying to get a good score on his blocking. And I'm like, I just don't see him do it. He's usually just dipping out of the backfield as a, ch- as a check down for Brock Purdy. So you, you, when you do find a player doing something, you really have to evaluate it very well. Uh, but I mean, look, the fact is overall, he went from wide receiver U to wide receiver U2. And I mean, <laughs> broke records almost i have no problems with jameson williams i think whoever he's going to be a value in both the nfl draft and your fantasy draft my film score on him it's just down a little bit because of the injury it's 6.33 so that's almost halfway between good starter and pro bowler 
Um, I'm happy taking him in like right around mid first round in a one quarterback draft, you know, creeping into the 109, 110 ish range in a super flex league. And I do think he's a, a second round NFL draft pick. I think he would have been a first round pick had he not torn his ACL, but you never know. Maybe a team trades up and drafts him late in the first round to get that fifth year option like they did with Lamar Jackson, something like that. Yeah. No, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he still goes in the first round just because the NFL is obsessed with speed. And like you said, he's one of those guys in this draft that he's not just fast, but he has like that game wrecking speed. And um, yeah, I absolutely agree with a lot of your kind of notes on him because I mean, if I'm trying to be nitpicky, you know, the only real faults that I had with him, like you said, was not really great at, at blocking, but he's not really asked to do that very much. Um, you know, he did do some sort of body catching and things like that with like deeper balls and stuff like that at times, which I'd prefer him not to do. But man, he, he brings so much positive that you can easily forgive <laughs> the little indiscretions. So 100%. absolutely. I mean, he's amazing at decelerating, which I think is a really underrated trait that we, you know, maybe tend to overlook. So when he's route running, it's all not all just one speed so he can really take off he's got great burst he's super fast but man he can stop on a dime which really throws uh cornerbacks and dbs off as well so i i wrote down like you know <laughs> separation should not be a problem at the next level no, um no, for him no. i think that yeah he's absolutely um violent in and out of his breaks got great cuts he's got a great route tree Everything you said, I sort of agree with, really. Like I said, couldn't really see a lot of faults, you know, to nitpick on him. I think, unfortunately, just with that injury, that's really one of the only things that's knocked him down. But absolutely, I'm still, I feel like he's one of those guys that you're going to end up with at the 106, 107, 108 in a one QB league. Like, you can't be disappointed in that. You know what I mean? Like, you're lucky to get him at the 106, 107, because if he had not torn his ACL, you'd have to have like a top three pick to get him, probably. One other thing I forgot to mention, he is a fantastic screen receiver as well. So, if he he would go to like, let's just say San Francisco, an offense like that, ooh, they run a lot of screens out there. Although, I don't know how that's going to look with Trey Lance as the quarterback, but. It was just, you know, kind of an easy yeah. to make. No, absolutely. It makes sense. I mean, he does a lot of things and he does a lot of things well. So, I mean, absolutely. For me personally, I'm, you know, yeah, like I think that's that's my my take on it is like if you get him at the 106, 107, I mean, you can't really be disappointed. You know, he's like an amazing consolation prize. You might have to wait a little bit. You may not see it till halfway through or near the end of his rookie season. But I think, you know, we're playing dynasty. So you got to think long term here. And I think he's a really solid player that has a chance at being a proper impact player and actually making a difference like he's one of the guys in this draft class that i could see potentially cracking that top 12 you know actual wide receivers um for for your dynasty squads if he hits his ceiling so if he doesn't i still think you know his the basement for him is sort of like a very high-end wide receiver three very low-end wide receiver two even if he's just hitting his floor so i think it's a really safe kind of prospect to to invest your first round pick in um i certainly can't imagine him you know in any league getting out of the first round no matter what league you're in so absolutely i'm comfortable mid even the high first if you just fall in love with him and you think he's the dude and you want to take him at 104 105 i'm not going to shout at you about it because again if he hadn't towards acl we'd be talking about him in the conversation for the first wide receiver off the board so understandably so if you love him um and i i really like him there's a couple of guys i probably have right above him but again i totally wouldn't fault anybody for taking him that high moving on to 
one of my guys who I really like. Um, and I think, I think people, there's definitely people that love this guy. There's definitely people that are in on him, but I think again, similar to what we've talked about injury hit him um, this last year. And so I think he's fallen down people's draft boards a little bit, some people, and I think it's a little bit out of sight, out of mind. And I'm talking about the one and only George Pickens from Georgia. So he's a bulldog. He's a junior, 21 years old. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. So highly sought after talent. He's six foot three, 195 pounds with eight and a quarter inch hands. Now at 6'3", 195, he's got a really nice height on him. He's a little lean. He could, I'd like to see him put a little bit more weight on him. Um, but he's, he's certainly not, you know, ridiculously thin or too thin. He just, I would like to see him once he gets to the NFL, hopefully in an NFL weight room, put on another five or 10 pounds at least, um, of muscle over his first year or two. Um, at the combine, so he he did injure himself. He did tear his ACL in the spring of 21, but he managed to get back in time to even play the last couple of games of their season. So that was really, really interesting and really nice to see him coming back so quickly uh, from an ACL. But again, 21 wasn't the highlight of his film tape. So if you're going to really study him, 21, he had a, he did have a really nice catch, I believe, in the championship game, like a 50-yard bomb or something like that, which was really cool. But if you want to see like the real highlights, you're going to need to go back a little bit. Um, he ran a 4.4740, which again, totally great. That's that's fine. I don't, that's you know, it doesn't stuff. need to doesn't need yeah it doesn't need to run in the four threes or whatever that's not necessarily his game but he's definitely got some speed he had a 33 inch vert which is fine it's nothing to write home about but it's okay and he had a 10 foot 5 inch broad jump his breakout age was 18.5 so that's the 96th percentile um if you're paying attention to that sort of stuff if you're really into like more of the analytics and everything so breakout age again just looks at i just I, i'm just realizing that we've talked about it a couple of times and if you're not familiar with it breakout age is just really a term that talks about when a wide receiver or a running back um, hit a certain threshold for their overall team's percentage of offensive production. So I believe for wide receivers, it's like 25 or 30%. If once they hit that, that cutoff of 25, 30% of their team's overall offensive production, whatever year or age they hit that at is considered their breakout age. And obviously the younger the breakout age, it's just a really good indicator of the kind of player and potentially the trajectory that they're on for their career. So he had a really young breakout age, which is really solid. Um, again, the only real sad part was him hitting that ACL because before he had that injury, I think I think a lot of people were kind of putting him in that category of the top wide receiver for the class, or at least in that conversation. Um, and in 24 games for Georgia, he had 90 receptions for 1,347 yards, 15 yards per reception and 14 touchdowns. So for me, I really, really love George Pickens when we're looking at his tape. So especially, like I said, if you go back and look at his like freshman tape, um, you look at the first, cause I sort of believe Yes, you want to see progression year on year. Yes, ideally, you want to see the best tape their last year in college. But when there's extenuating circumstances, and for me, having an ACL injury is an extenuating circumstance, you want to go back and see, well, what were they doing at the peak of their powers before the injury? Because especially in this day and age, like we mentioned with Jamison Williams, long term, I'm not really concerned about an ACL ending his career or even majorly impacting his career. So what I saw when I watched George Pickens was um, things I liked about him. I think he's a very good route runner. I think he's very underrated in his route running. Um, he uses his hands really well. He's a great hands catcher. He is one of the best 
contested catch um, guys in this class. Like whenever there's a 50, 50 ball, you can almost just, it's almost a 70, 30 ball with, with George Pickens. He knows how to use his six foot three frame. He goes up, he gets the ball, even when the other DB is all over him or there's people coming in fast. He's really great. And that's something that I really love about his game is that, um, so that even if maybe he gets to an NFL team and the quarterback isn't the most accurate, I still feel confident that Pickens is going to be able to go up and get those balls um, and catch those, those passes because he's just so, so, so good at contested catches and so good at those 50, 50 balls um he does have sharp cuts and stops on short routes so he's able to kind of get open that way um he is he is almost like overly aggressive with dbs though i do find like he's definitely a feisty guy he's got a lot of fight in him he needs to tone that down a little bit but again I think when he gets to the NFL, he's going to get some solid coaching. He's going to get some people kind of look, rein that in a bit. It's good that you're excited. It's good that you're, um, you're feisty, but you can't be like hand fighting with DBs all the time and stuff like that and not get called for it in the NFL. He's not really a yak guy. So he's not really major with his yards after the catch, um, which is disappointing because I do love a good yak receiver. But um, so he's like one of those guys, you know, almost like a Mike Evans sort of like where he's going down and he just goes up and gets the ball. But then that's probably all that he's getting. He's going to come down and get tackled or whatever because he had to like go up to get the ball. Um, But he is a good deep threat. So he's also good in the short and intermediate game. Um, He has great body control. He's able to really twist and turn in the air or make those diving spectacular catches that you love to see and he's very smooth um he's got a lot of finesse as a receiver um but he again he can be physical at the catch point but he's not an overly physical yak monster kind of guy but i think he's a real real i think he could very easily be a real um steal in the nfl draft but also in the rookie drafts because if he does fall into the second round i personally think if he'd been fully healthy i think he probably would have been a first round wide receiver and I think in our rookie drafts, we'd be talking about him in that top tier versus now people are kind of forgetting about him a little bit and he's going to slide down board. So I think he could be a real steal. I'm really excited about him. But Mike, what do you think about Mr. Pickens here? Again, mind your, mind your words. Let's not have, let's not, let's not well, fall out. I like George Pickens. He's my wide receiver three in the class right behind Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks. He's my wide receiver three as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do like him and you pretty much nailed everything. I will say Again, for our European fans that haven't ever watched Georgia football, it's not an easy watch. You would think with how big of and you know illustrious of a program Georgia is, they could recruit a quarterback. Stetson Bennett ain't it. And he's not going to be an NFL quarterback, man. I'm sorry. If you want to see some peak George Pickens, go on YouTube and type in George Pickens, Michigan defensive back. Did you did you watch that clip? No, I don't. Well, I don't know. I watched a lot of it, so I'm not sure about that. It's just like a little clip. It's he basically he points at the defensive back like I'm coming for you. They were doing a run play. He just straight up. He just went up and just knocked the dude on his ass. I mean, he pushed him back almost five yards and then he just stood over him. It was, it was fantastic. Um, you, you nailed it. He's got speed. He's not a burner. He's physical at the line, but then it tapers off a little bit after that. Um, the only thing I will say that's a knock on him is he he needs to hold on to his blocks a little bit longer. That's the only thing. Um, other than that, I think he's great. Um, situational awareness is good. He's actually good on screens, and his, his curl and comeback routes are very, very crisp. Again, I think he was limited by Georgia's offense. If you look at the running backs they put out, you know, Zamir White, they got Kendall Milton coming up, who's going to be fantastic, Dalvin Cook's brother. These guys are all great. Um, 
I think he could be another guy that like sneaks into the first round of the NFL draft early second. I'm happy. You know, as a wide receiver three, if he's again, one, six, one, seven, like right in the middle of the first round, super flex late first, early second. And I'm thrilled about it. If I got George Pickens, let's say you get George Pickens at like the two, two in a super flex draft. You are so freaking happy about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. If that If that's happening, I mean, and I could easily see a world where that does happen. I feel like he could be the Elijah more of this year then, because if people are, cause I was scooping Elijah in all the second rounds last year, oh I was getting God. him in like the two, three, two, four range in Same. all the super flex. And I was loving now, it. And people everybody were, wants them. and I'm like, yeah. I'm Absolutely. Holding, holding. So I think Pickens could easily be that unless something really changes, unless like, you know, the hype train really starts building. And if Nessie goes in like the top half of the first round or something, which I don't see happening. Um, I think, yeah, you could easily be able to get him in a one QB league. I think you could easily get him at the end of the first round, you know, one, eight, sure. one, nine, one, 10 easy. Um, and in a, and a super flex league, you could end up with them at the two Oh one, two Oh two, which I think is amazing value. So for me, Absolutely. Where would I, if I only had one first and I'm stuck at like the 105, ideally I'm trying to trade back a couple spaces because I think if I'm at the 105 and I can move back to like the 19, 110 and get like a second as well and something else, um, I feel comfortable. He's probably still there for me to to take. But if I can't find any trade partners and I absolutely have to, and I'm at like 106 or something and my other dudes like say Jamison Williams is gone and maybe it's just been all wide receivers off the board and you don't need a running back or something, I'm, I'm, I would still take him at the 106, 107 if I've only got a first and I don't have any seconds and I know I can't get him because i do think he's a really talented guy i do think that you know he's going to be really really solid at the next level might take a little bit of time a lot of rookies do um but i really believe in the traits i really believe in the in the in the talent there so if i'm at the 105 and that's the guy i've got my eye on i'm trying to trade back a few spaces we're in agreement we have not argued we have not fought we've got through four prospects so there you go you know, Jack Bauer would be proud of his cousin. He's the best in the biz, keeping a low profile, not having to uh, silence me or put me into any chokeholds or anything like that yet. There you have it, folks. Two more prospects in the books. Hopefully you found that interesting, insightful, and you enjoyed it. Be back with us again tomorrow for two more wide receivers. I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate <laughs>